Welcome back to the Hour Time Show. I'm Victor, and joining me is... Nicholas. Yes, How are you, we are. I'm amazing. I, I just forgot to say that we are the show by Watch Geeks for Watch Geeks. I was so excited about you, you being here, that I just totally forgot about that part. We forgot the the whole the whole structure of the show. Well, let's not get too excited. <laughs> yeah, we'll forget more in a minute. <laughs> it's it's just an, another day in the life uh, on planet Earth. So, I have I have forgotten more than I'll ever remember. How are you doing, Victor? How, how have you been this past week? I've. I, you know, I've I've been a little bit frazzled, a little bit harried, a little bit pulled from both ends, from all ends. Okay. But, but I have to tell you, things are getting better from here on out. Well, that's good. That's good to have hope. I feel like this this uh, country of ours has fallen off a cliff, but perhaps it's another podcast. Oh, countries are Went to the are grocery all, store yeah. the other day, zero chicken, literally zero chicken. Really? So, yes. You know, zero I, chicken, zero pork. I hope you don't I, like to eat, kids. Yeah. No, I, I I was making food for my family, and I was on a, a call with other parents from from their school, and I was talking about the food I made, and they were like, "You made you made chicken wings? That's like what sirloin used to cost. You must be rich." Oh yeah, the prices too. I mean, and I prices. I, yeah, hadn't realized exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I just throw stuff in the cart. I yeah. don't know. I'm it's, slightly it's, like it's, that. Yeah, and so but I today I went and the none. dairy aisle was empty. Like there was no milk. Yeah, and if you look at Twitter, there's a lot of you know how, how you know representative. Maybe maybe the truck was late. I don't know, but like yeah. on and off since October, things have been missing. And when I was a kid, this was not the case. I'm not blaming yeah. anyone. Things just feel a little weird at the moment. Well, but what's interesting is that the the different coasts and different countries are experiencing this differently, right? If you're off in California, yes. you wouldn't notice a thing. You'd go into Trader Joe's and it's fully stocked. But on the East Coast, you're we're noticing some some differences in that. that. Yeah, and I'm I, also I don't know, wondering. Yeah. You know, we've we've got a bunch of different things, right? There's there's supply chains that play into it. There's transportation sure. that plays into it. There's weather events. For example, yes. here on the East Coast, we're under a weather advisory right now. So, all kinds of beautiful stuff going on. It is very, very interesting. But you, are was, you wearing any? Moving on. I, I, where, but no, but there was one. one point of that that was super interesting and watch-related, if oh, you okay. want to think about it. We were talking about the rising prices of food. Yes, we were. You want to talk about the rising prices of watches? Uh, I think we could do that. I, I just wanted to, are you, are you wearing anything interesting or any, I don't, we, we kind of oh, infrequently do the wrist check. That, that kind of conversation. <laughs> so what are you wearing? Um, oh. <laughs> well, no, I, I have managed yesterday all day. I wore the, the vintage like 1980s Sandoz. That's okay, a, yeah, a 37 yeah. millimeter sub kind of watch dive watch. And I it was so comfortable. I loved it. This morning, I tried on the $25 Zenit rep from uh, <laughs> AliExpress. Sure. And and something about my soul tried to escape my body. It was so sure. reviled by the thing. It looked nice in the pictures. And so I took it off. It looks reasonably nice in the pictures, despite the giant spelling errors on the, uh, on the bezel. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it literally perfect. says one-tenth... TM, as in trademark, of a beckoned. Not a second, but a beckoned. And so <laughs> I, uh, I, it's, it's laughable, but I think what it needs more than anything is, is probably, well, first of all, to be thrown into the sea, but also uh, probably a bracelet change might, okay. might benefit some. But I'm, I haven't brought myself to that point yet because that would mean like 
throwing another $10 at this $25 watch. I wonder if I were to buy that watch today, uh, do yeah. you think they're making revisions? Do you think they've fixed those spelling well, errors? Weirdly, like- I went looking on AliExpress and I could not find it. Like it's oh, gone. Okay. It no longer exists. Well, never mind then. So we'll have to get something else. Never mind then. But it's it's an interesting thing. Um, like I'm kind of weirded out and yet glad that it exists. It's, I have no it's, problem with that watch existing. Yeah. I think that's fine. Well, but we were talking about rising prices. So yes. you've you've come to watch purchasing relatively recently. Yeah, let's call it two years, just to be okay. easy. Two years. Uh, I've I've been sort of getting into this thing since about let's say 2010. Okay, is is a good marker for when I started doing this because that's when I went ahead and bought a um, an SKX 007 All and right, customized the hands and dial and bezel. Gateway, gateway watch. Yeah, very much. Well, and I tried to make it my own and uh, it turned out okay. You know, I, I customed that thing up. Imagine an SKX 007, but with a dial that looks more like an Omega Seamaster with a big triangle. Okay. And uh, Ploprof hands, which are, okay. are sort of like kind of sword hands, but uh, I had a white hour hand and an orange minute hand. And then just to spice things up, I, I kept the factory bezel because they didn't make custom bezels for that watch at that time, but you could okay. do custom bezel inserts. And so I changed the insert to a a 24-hour because you couldn't buy a 12-hour at the time. And uh, and so you, you kind of adjust it for the 24-hour time zone and then divide by half to know what time you're actually in Yeah, for the second time zone. And I've thought casually about changing that to a 12-hour, but I'm just not convinced. I mean, a lot of people like the look of that watch when I when I show it. But yeah, it just I don't gravitate to it, so it may be time to redo it. But what I was know that I've seen a picture of this watch? Maybe I, I will I will share one at some point right. with you. Maybe we'll put it in the show notes so people Ooh, know what what you're talking we could. about. We could. The, do you have any idea what you abomination paid? that I make? Speaking of a uh, price, do you have any? Because an SKX 007 today I think is like four hundred dollars. They, yeah, they obviously so, they don't make them anymore. Uh, yeah. Do you know what you paid? Any, any I do. Guesses? No, no, I don't have to guess. I, I could look it up, but without looking. I would say that I paid with all the custom stuff, like with the do, new hands and the new dial yeah. and the new bezel insert and all of this. Uh, and it was a new watch that was customized. It wasn't like some some used one that was customized. It was a fresh right. out of the box. And then we took it apart and reassembled it right at 300. Okay. Yeah. And so the math there is if you figure that a, a set of hands is 20 bucks. Yeah. And you figure that a dial is probably 30 bucks. And then you figure that a bezel insert, I probably got taken for 20 bucks for that. And so, you know, it was uh, well, 60, 70 bucks for parts. Yeah. So is there a t- for the watch, so you're talking cl- pretty close to $200 before yeah. your customizations. Right. So it's roughly doubled in, let's call it 10 years. Well, that feels assuming like a someone lot. wants to buy this modified thing, yes, but but even just but to even buy if, I, if I put it back, right? Yeah, if I were to buy just like uh, uh, you know what remaining SKXs exist, let's say Amazon. I'm live. If you can hear my loud keyboard, oh my god! Tap tap tap. Five, What'd you find? Five hundred and seventy-one dollars. Holy moly! That is a lot of money. When I last looked at SKX, jump uh, and Jehoshaphat. Ago, I should like put in a stock dial in hands and flip that sucker. Five hundred and seventy. Are I you love kidding me? Seventy-one dollars. <laughs> well, you know, I got uh, I got quoted an airline ticket price today, and they made sure to tell me that it was two thousand two hundred dollars and fifty cents because it was the fifty cents that was going to break me. Well, they need they need they need <laughs> that fifty cents. And Absolutely. that's funny. So, 
So I'm, uh, Amazon has a couple of them. Uh, one is 571. One is 621. What? Uh, that's the XKX 007 J1. I guess that's a, a Japanese variant. Japanese model versus JDM, K, which maybe? is outside of Japan. Yeah. Japan. It's Man, not that it's a JDM. Imagine? It's not like it's made just for the Japanese domestic market. It's just that it was assembled in Japan. Okay, which there's, some people there's are no real magic about. here, right? I mean, so they they make the NH35 in Malaysia and wherever else, right? That's what the K signals signifies. Yes, but yeah, yeah. they also make some of them inside Japan, and that's what the J sim- symbolizes. And people yeah, place I, I a greater importance on the J models. So people do, yeah. I see it. I, it's, I whatever. It's the same robots. It's the same robots putting these things together. There's no magic here. You get you get a model with the K instead of the J. You have every bit as good a watch. It is a fifty dollar premium in real time. So yeah, yeah. I got I have three SKXs. If you can believe, I got three SKX 007s. You should retire. You could. That's and one of them is sitting on gold. Actually, stock like the other two are modified. Um. So the the one of them that I didn't tell you about is was modified with parts from Bill Yao. Bill Yao is the guy Idea. behind Mark II watches, MKII watches. Um, and he, his, his watches are very expensive and very pricey. But before he ever made watches, he made dials and hands. And he would sell you dials and hands that you could use on an ETA movement or you could use in an SKX. And what really made his stuff special was that he had really good loom. And so I've got okay. a uh, – it's kind of like um, – a mill sub, basically, kind of arrangement with with his uh, dials and hands, sword hands kind of thing. Now that one, I'm not ever selling. Yeah, I mean that stock thing. Even I, I don't know what the guys on Reddit or the met the message boards are looking for, but that feels like that could be worth. Well, it's, I mean, it's old. I mean, it's more. got cream loom and it's got a, a, a jubilee style Seiko bracelet on it, and it's it's like old and rattly, but good. Sitting on gold, my friend. That's all I, I'm got, I must be. I must. Well, if I, you know, if prices go up the way we're talking about, uh, I think. Well, we re, uh, we received a tweet earlier today from a good friend of the show, Alvin, uh, right. linking to a Hodinky article, basically about uh, prices on watches going up, up, up over the past twenty years. Uh, yes. You know, we're talking like two thousand dollars for a Speedmaster. Uh, you know, two thousand for. Uh, I don't know, Submariner or whatever. Well, no, no. Uh, tell, tell me a Submariner. Tell me a year. Tell me tell me what year you think a Submariner. I have no idea. You. I'm unprepared to answer that question. All right. Well, just <laughs> na- name a year. Uh, I don't know, 2005. Okay. All right. 2005. Here we go. 2005, you said. Yeah. How far back can we look, by the way? Oh, we can we can go back to 1957 or 1973. Oh, all right, well, that's but but we 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 got a chart of some data here, yeah, and it's not exactly the most easy chart ever to maneuver, but like, let's see, right here in 2005, a Submariner no date, no a Submariner with a date. Was was right around like forty two fifty, yeah, in two thousand five. Okay. So to me, as I'm getting older, uh, two thousand five yeah. does not seem that very far away. That well, feels like yesterday years, right? to me. 
It is yeah. 15 years. I get it. But to me, that feels like I remember where I was sitting for lunch on any given day in 2005. That feels yeah. very recent to me. And that thing is four thousand dollars in right. change. Forty two fifty four five two five. That was the uh, the the price range in in 2004 2005. And today, we you're not going to pay less than ten. I don't think, right? Well, so if you could retail. Well, that's retail. Yeah, I guess it's a if you could do retail was nine thousand yeah. five hundred. Okay, but you can't do retail. So that's if double. you're so getting if you're getting a sub, you're you're going to be paying like ten or eleven thousand for a watch if you can get and you know i, I know we've, we've discussed this in preview you basically can't buy a, a sports steel you know steel sports rolex at retail doesn't exist no and, and and when you say a steel sports it doesn't mean just the submariner and just the explorer just sure. the gmt you you may as well also include things that you think of as well like the explorer with the smooth bezel which is now in 36 millimeters again or right. you might even include Watches that we would have put as the more dress kind of thing, like the Datejust in steel. If it's in steel, you can't have it. You just can't. Sorry, guys. I just I just woke up. Uh, hey, that's we, fine, John. We were we were just discussing price creep in watches, and and you were price you know, we, creep. We got and you were saying, and you know, again, I'm fairly new to this, but you were like, oh yeah, not even that long ago. You're like, yeah, I bought a bunch of watch things for for nothing. No, no. no. Can so, you can you tell us what it was like back? Yeah. Then? It's not even that long ago to me. It was quite. I'm gonna gather gather around, children. It was quite a day. (laughs) This is not. We're not talking 50 years ago. This is maybe 20 years ago. So, so I remember distinctly. So let's say, let's say when I when I was writing my first book, this was 2008, 2006. Let's say even. And the my my JLC my Yeager LeColt like super fancy one was about 12k. That's what it was worth. And that was a wild, that was a wild price for that thing. Sure. Uh, my, my reduced, my, uh, my, my Speedmaster reduced that I bought at, at uh freaking Tourneau in the store from the AD, the whole thing, that was about 2,700. Then I would wow. go to the Swatch group, uh, sample sale and I would pick up, I would pick up like Seamasters and I have like a Longinet. I have a couple other things and there are, and there were maybe 1,600, 2,000 max. You could you could get into the you could get into like the the I mean, three thousand ter- territory if you were looking at something like in gold sure but nothing but everything else was basically just super like and 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 I read this I read this story this was a Hodinky story right and it's like yeah 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 and like Forrester's been around since watches were was since I don't know Breguet was selling watches yeah on, he's obviously out of, his, you know, <laughs> out of his out of his trunk knows his stuff yeah and has been around for a while. So he's so he's he's coming at it from the from the same strand point where where this industry has completely has completely bastardized itself has completely ruined itself and it's it's all because of the hype beast and I don't want to go back into this but that's exactly right. where we are right now. So you who was the the brand new excited watch guy you're like hey I'm going to go buy that something. That was my point. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go buy something and you can't. And you can't. Well, so Ro- Rolex for example has had annual price increases for decades. They they do this thing where they flip flop between spring and fall, and every couple of years or or every year they increase prices, and that's just their shtick. But the hype beast part of it is where the Oyster Perpetual with the Tiffany blue dial. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you walk in up and you buy that thing for like nine k, and now it's worth forty five k because the hype beasts. 
and you assume and you assume every single watch should go up in price. I mean, every single watch. And 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 if and if you've if you've if you've experienced the GameStop esque situation that you have over yeah. at like uh, over at Crown and Caliber, if you want to sell want to sell a watch, it's fourteen hundred bucks. If you want to buy a watch over there, it's five thousand six thousand. Yes. So they're more than willing to. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the that's, Pawn Stars philosophy. Yeah. So there, so when, when you try to resell these things, absolutely. If, if it's the, it's the bigger sucker, if, if there, if you could find the bigger sucker, then by all means, but vast majority of time, you're not going to find that big sucker. So you're just basically just going to be suffering. It's just because, yeah, like, like you hinted to me as someone who's, who's, you know, new to this, basically, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have $10,000 to buy a Samaritan. Would I like a Samaritan one day? I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm not exactly losing sleep over it, but if it were priced at like three or four, all right, that's way more, you know. I could consider that. Now it's just a assuming you could even buy it, which we know is not the case. But like these prices are such that like I I'd rather just get as we say all the time, I'd just go on AliExpress and get something like for like mm-hmm. two bucks that you know I can wear around and not worry about it too much. It looks fine. Who cares anyway? I have a phone. I'm in front of a computer all day as it is. But I, I it, it feels not gatekeepy, but uh, it, it, there's a real. I don't know. There's something there. I, I don't see how you're going to get new fans or like new people into this if it is so inaccessible. Exactly. Yeah. How do you? How do? You, like like exactly. You don't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't want to have. You shouldn't want to have a a Rolex. I mean, or okay, like or or you, or you should have access. You should be able to access the 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 most interesting co- collectibles in this space. But the way the way it's been driven up so so quickly is that they've essentially ruined the whole the ruined the whole industry. They who ruined the whole space. So your your hype beast boys have just basically taken away the opportunity for a guy like you to own a freaking Rolex. No, I I knew people. I I literally knew people who I knew one guy who worked at the post office. He was on the the you know selling you stamps around, across the counter kind of guy. Nice. And he had a GMT Master. He had a Pepsi GMT Master. Really? He 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 wanted one. He saved up. He bought it. Yeah. And this was in like two thousand one. That he had this watch, yeah, but then and, he, yeah. so he paid he paid twenty three dollars for it. Well, the, I, no, I at mean the AD. Yeah, he paid. He, let's see, he, you know, he paid money for it, right? He three, probably, four, probably five, paid like yeah. three grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. which is like yeah. re- that's for like a you know, regular I, working class. Yeah, I'll save up. You know, I don't have a loan that takes save a while. I knew a guy who was a uh, a foreman for like a home building company. Like he was the project manager for the all the subcontractors, and he had. A uh, a black and gold submariner, like uh, the the golden steel with the black dial. Yeah, and he actually complained about that thing. He thought it was the worst timepiece he'd ever had. He like he's like, huh. I keep sending it back. They keep regulating it. They keep sending it back to me. It doesn't keep time. It's always fast. It's always slow. That's funny. I'm like, maybe if you weren't swinging a hammer, <laughs> you know, and and beating the shit out of it. But he he was able to also own one. This was a thing that people just could buy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. It's gotten away from that. You know, I was looking up prices and in, in 1996, you could buy a, a sub no date for anywhere between two grand and 2,800. Mm-hmm. It is no longer 1996. I fully get that. But the the prices every year, like clockwork, 2,800, then it grows to 3,800 and then 4,500 and then 5,300. And now here we are sitting at, at like nine and 10 K. All right. Well, and, 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 it's very dispiriting. I don't, I don't know yeah. what the entry level it's very is. Is the entry level just an Apple Watch now? I mean, that was kind of my story. It's like, yeah, four hundred bucks. It's a watch, well, I and mean, it gets me into it. But like, 
I'm still not laying out five thousand dollars for a Seamass. I would like one. Maybe I'd spend three, but like five, you know. I don't know. So Rolex, Rolex would tell you if you wanted a Rolex, but you're entry level, that you, what you really need is a Black Bay 58 Tudor. All right. I mean, that's that's, that's their that's, plan. I I guess I see that logic, but not everyone's going to know that. Someone's going to be like, I just. But what the does Omega do? Right. What's Omega's plan for that? They don't really. What, what do you, what do you get if you wanted a Seamaster but you don't have the cash for one? What are you supposed to get? I a G Shock. I, 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 I'm joking. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they don't care. Maybe I mean, they don't are care. you are you supposed to swatch? You know, are you supposed to shop a different swatch group brand? Are you supposed to get like a Certina or something? I'm sure, or? they'd prefer that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It feels it feels I don't know. It, it, short 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 termism. Like we're just going to jack the prices up and all these things. If you're not making new, you know, fans, what are they going to? Fifteen years from now, twenty years from now, when like someone who's born today. Why would they even care about watches well, twenty years from now? Well, the, well, what's what's going to happen is you got like a San Mar- Marino or whatever, like fanboy fanboyism, and you're just going to have that. So it's just going to be like people just oh feeling, really maybe yeah. Like I, I think I think the I think the answer is like it's it's similar to Panerai. Panerai is Panerai is a really interesting situation. Is a really interesting case because Panerai was like sort of like a was. We used to be made in China. It was basically, in a, and and people still claim it is. We have no we have no absolute proof, but who the hell knows, right? And it was like a, it was like a, just like a, it was a micro brand because it was, it was taken from, it was taken from historical records. It looked, it looked cool. It was very similar to U-Boat in the same, it's in the same situation as U-Boat. If you remember the U-Boat boat, like those big, huge watches. I have no idea. Yeah. With the giant crowns on them. Yeah. Yeah. So those, those, so the the U-Boat watches were were almost the same as Panerai, but Panerai just got luckier and they got, and they got bought out by, they got about by LVMH. Is that right? Yeah. I think they did. Think and so. and they and they it's, turned it's into not a Richemont, ma- is it? It's it's LVMH. It might be. It might be. I forget. Anyway, they got turned into an actual brand that everybody's like, "Ooh, that's super fancy." And U Boat is still like chugging along, making these garbage garbage things, but they're still selling for twelve hundred bucks. So we're we're in a we're in a situation now where the micro brand it's it's the micro brand's g- game to lose because if they can convince enough people that they've they've routed out the middleman and they've done all the stuff yeah. online and they've done your Kickstarter stuff. And they can replace the super luxury or even the mid luxury brands with themselves, then they're golden. I don't think they can. I think that's. I think it's extremely difficult, and I think it's ex- almost impossible for, for I don't know, some Chinese manufacturer like a Seagull to really take the take that crown. But it's entirely possible. Or, or we could talk about let's let's say uh, let's say uh, um, Shinola. And this is that we were being yelled at the other day. We were being yelled at the other day about. Aha. Yeah. We wanted to touch on the Shinola thing. Yes. So it it's, turns out I could have been wrong. Yes, you could have been wrong, and I I could have been wrong too. I am first of all I'm wrong a lot. I'm wrong in a lot of ways, and a lot of the time. So how was I wrong this time? Uh, we were arguing that it wasn't titanium and that it wasn't made in uh, it wasn't made in Detroit. And that Shinola wasn't a good brand. And then Patrick Kansa, who has who wrote who still the story. has like ants, who wrote the story, is is li- used to came from Detroit, and he hated us, and he was said that we were the worst people in the world. I think that's I think that's generally how it was. Well, and besides being the worst people in the world, so first of all, he thought that this was a good value because it's titanium. Yeah. He he said that he's visited the factory, and that when he toured the factory, they're getting parts shipped there from Rhonda, from the, the Swiss movement maker, and that they're assembling movements in Detroit. 
and that that also makes it a good value. And that on the whole, where we didn't really necessarily like the the dial or like the way that it had been made, that it fit within the Runwell product line that Shinola makes and that we should just understand that all those things together, plus the fact that they're a brand making some markup on it, makes it worth 1500 bucks. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Did I represent that correctly? Is that, I think, is that I think about- you represented that exactly, exactly correctly. And I okay. think, and my, my argument is that no, uh, <laughs> that's not, that's, that's all, no. all may be true, but it's definitely not, it's definitely not worth, it's definitely not worth, uh, that markup for a quartz piece that that's made in Detroit. Yeah. But if we're arguing, if we're arguing what we're arguing, then eventually Shinola is going to take over the, the lower, lower end crown. That's, that's your entry level watch instead of a Speedmaster. Yeah. And you just you just live your life until you can afford a twenty thousand uh, dollar whatever tutor. That's which is going to be inevitable. Hmm. Can you imagine? Jeez. So I I think that I like titanium watches first of all, and titanium is a great material. There have been micro brands that have made titanium watches sub five hundred dollars. It can be done. There have been micro. I mean, there, there's plenty. There's plenty of. S- there's plenty of good sub five hundred dollar watches as well. Yeah, I don't. I you know you know what I would like to see. Here's what I would like to see. You want to you want to you want to you want to uh, hype beast this stuff, and you want to really you want to really achieve it. Make a make a Yeezy style situation. So have have Tudor, have Omega, have Rolex, have them make like a super entry level. It's like five hundred bucks. For like a steel watch, that's that's like a Tissot, whatever, like the whole thing. Make it, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I, as I say this, I'm saying we're just recreate Swatch, but I want I want Swatch, <laughs> I want Swatch at a at a much higher level, and I want it to be super exclusive. I want it to be super hard to get. That's exactly how you do this thing. You force you force kids to stand outside in the cold for two days straight outside the freaking Rolex store to pick up the Rolex, uh, I don't know, whatever Yeezy collab and it's $500. You can get it. And then you're going to go on to your goat or whatever and resell it for 2000 or 5,000 or and let, let, let the market mess around yeah. with your prices. Mm-hmm. And if you, and if you get it, you feel lucky and you feel like you're part of something special. If you don't get it. You're like, Oh, I can buy this. I can buy the second. I can buy this on the secondary market which the, which the watchmakers hate, but if the watchmakers, if the watchmakers care about this audience, that's exactly what this audience wants. They want that experience. They want that experience of like, Hey, I missed out on this, on this drop. So I better go, I better go pick it up somewhere else, which is exactly kind of, it's, it's pretty much what it's pretty much what Swatch tried to do. Swatch basically said, here's your, here's your accessible watch that you can wear to the beach and not be afraid that it's going to get ruined, which turned into here's where we give, I don't know, Basquiat the opportunity to make a watch face. Yeah. The Keith Haring stuff. I don't know. What if here's an idea to left field. Let's imagine this scenario. And I, I, I literally ripped this off the Mac power users podcast. What if in the future, Apple opens up uh, watch faces to third parties and you could buy a Rolex watch face for your little Apple watch for some amount of money is is that is that a new entry level? It's like, well, the, the, your introduction to the Rolex brand now is a watch face on your Apple Watch. When you've got a big boy job and you got your bonus, then you could buy a, uh, buy yourself a real. A that's real horrible. Rolex. You no. don't want to do that. 
No. Oh, why? I don't know. That's a, that was, right. I'll, I'll link to the episode. I uh, just heard it. Like, no. you, you, you need like you need you can do NFTs. Let's do NFTs. That'd be cool. So I mean, they they tried a little bit of that with the edition watches with the the Hermes straps. Mm-hmm. Right? Do they still have those? I, I have only ever once seen one person wearing the Hermes Apple Watch with the Dublatura strap. I've never. Well, yeah. I don't go in the circles, but I was in San Francisco and I was meeting with some startup guy who was yeah. was trying to get investment. And yeah, you think you, yeah. you think uh, yeah, that's exactly the guy <laughs> that's going to work. <laughs> You think you think Victor's out in uh yeah we are, you're in North Carolina Monaco. or whatever I don't think yeah, yeah. I, I haven't been to Monaco in years um, <laughs> probably not wearing that. yeah yeah anyhow I don't that know. was I don't know no well, well, I don't this know. is it's very just... I don't know I, I get not to belabor this but as as a newbie uh it, this is not the easiest hobby to get into that is for sure it's not it's not no. is it is it even and, worth and, my time and, and arguably a, not no and it's okay, an absolute wait, shame wait. It's a complete shame. I, I, but, but wait a minute, because we were talking about collaborations and hype beasts and so forth. So you saw that Zenit watch that I wrote up yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that is a collaboration, if you will, between uh, – or or like a cross kind of thing between Zenit and Monkey Punch, who made Lupin the Third, the the Jap- Japanese anime and, and Japanese yeah, yeah. manga. Is that thing cool? Uh. Well, okay, okay. So it's, I mean, it's ten thousand bucks, so it's not yeah, really 10, the entry bucks. level. It's a nice watch. But, that's the, but that's that's not what we're talking about. Just the no, just no, the it's f- not. But I'm saying, you know, you you see a company that that's going to go ahead and partner with like manga and put manga on their packaging and stuff. <sighs> that's that's the kind of thing where you typically see with a G Shock. Here we are seeing it with an actual nice watch. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, but again, it's like it's not the. It doesn't address the entry level. It doesn't at all. address. It doesn't address the concern. This is this is a piece for a rich rich lover of manga this is not just a, a piece ton of those it. frankly yeah well i mean this is how, how old is this how old is, how old is this uh cart this this comic book uh so it started in 67 but yeah, so we're talking Hiyo it's Mizaki like, did uh, the castle of cagliostro with it so it's the same it's the same as that astro man or whatever that uh astro boy uh speed master yeah yes it is actually so right. it's literally the same thing it's not even aimed at this audience i mean what 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 hype what hype beast kid is in the lupin the third period it's like it's like yeah, putting none. tintin on a watch it's like okay well wow <laughs> <sighs> that you're right you're absolutely yeah. right doesn't uh, work. i'm unfamiliar doesn't work. with this anime i'm not a huge anime uh guy i guess well, Lupin was like was uh, was that it's that it's that TV show. Remember the French t- the t- the the Netflix show with the no thief, idea. the master thief. No, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't get out much. There there right. were books like a hundred years ago about this this guy named Arsène Lupin, a master thief, and so the Netflix show is is about a, a modern day kid who, who grows up as inspired by this master thief and, and takes it on as sort of his persona. Um, reenacting the books with his new new escapades and heists. Uh, Lupin the Third, the manga is is the idea that there's a descendant of the original master thief who is also a master thief. Funny how that works. But but it basically, it's all around the the whole heist idea. All right. Good. Stealing good, stuff good. in plain sight. Yeah. Well, another watch to put on my uh, my bucket list, I guess. Ten thousand yeah. dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Very, very accessible to working mm-hmm. stiffs out there. Oh well. Hey, it's a third the price of a Daytona. True. True. 
I know it's not helping at all. Anyway, I'm gonna date. Oh. All right. Well, I'm glad I. Uh, I'm glad I woke up for this. I'm glad I woke up for this. Opportunity. We appreciate your insight. And tales yeah. from the olden days of when you can buy a watch and not have to mortgage your house. I. I'd, so we. I mean, I would love to move on from this topic with this podcast, and I hope. I hope it's. I hope this is. I hope somebody's enjoying this. Us just <laughs> complaining about this, but I just feel like I feel like it's such a. It's the. It's the topic. It's the topic top of mind when it comes to watches because we can't say anything else because the prices are so ridiculous i mean i can say like go buy a go buy an alibaba watch and enjoy it uh, or buy a classic seiko and see see what all the fuss was about back in the 70s or whatever but i can't i can't offer any other we can't offer any other commentary aside from holy crap these things are crazy expensive yeah. So should we make our own watch? Should we just like make a watch and and price it right and then lose all our money? I said I want that. I want to make the Cholex. We're gonna to have to do that, aren't we? One of these days. I mean, I'd say why not. I feel like a lot of other sites have special edition. I don't know. It's involved yeah, everyone with else that, threw, obviously. threw ethics out the window. We should too, huh? Eh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, this has been the Our Time Podcast. I'm the belated John Biggs. Not belated. I'm late John Biggs. I am uh, I am remembering John Biggs. I knew him well. <laughs> we, we we miss John. We'll uh, honor his uh, his legacy, I guess. With the Cholex, maybe, one, one day. With the Cholex. Maybe. Cholex. This has been the Our Time Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Our Time Show the official podcast of wristwatchreview.com. Feel free to email us at tips at wristwatchreview.com with your feedback and suggestions. And please be sure to visit wristwatchreview.com and wristwatchreview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Have a nice day.